1: your host john chapman what is up my people welcome to another episode of the 49ers rush podcast i am your host john chapman and as always guys we are here to talk 49ers and we're here to talk the nfl draft we are close Um, To say that we are close is an understatement. We are super close, uh, nine days away, and it is going very, very fast. So uh, pretty excited. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Number one, um, lots of good news. If you were with us earlier, I did share a video um, where I was a guest on Eat Sleep Fantasy, another podcast that I run, and we were able to talk about the giveaway, which is huge. So I want to start off with that because I think this is a big deal, and I want to make sure everybody understands what's happening there one um here's the deal we have an autographed jimmy garoppolo jersey to just give away to just give away uh this is a 616 value jersey uh that we are very lucky a uh, couple partners that we work with sports and this is game day sports and memorabilia these guys are awesome they've worked with us a lot um and so here's the deal uh, they gave us a What's it called? Autographed Jimmy Garoppolo jersey to give away for free. Here's how you win it. And this is this is the awesome thing. It's completely free to you. Free. Um, our partners over at Hot Mike who have changed the way uh, podcasts are going to be done. Um, all you have to do is head over to uh, download this app. A lot of you guys have already done it. So some of you guys are actually already involved in the drawing despite... Um, us <laughs> not even getting started with the drawing itself so some of you guys have already qualified all you have to do download the app again it's got the promo code on the bottom of this right here uh, it's anywhere you can get your apps whether that's google store or itunes hot mic one word download the app using the invite code rushesf that makes it free to you then click on broadcaster scroll over you're going to see us on there and what you'll do is just follow John Chapman and Dale Demont. We're right next to each other. We're like the eighth one down once you click on broadcast uh just click follow and that's it. Uh you're going to be golden. Um so, uh, really really excited and man, lots of great things coming your way and here's when you win the jersey. And this is another announcement. We have worked tirelessly with Hot Mike and the NFL to make sure we are in compliance so we can move forward. And my boy um, at host Chuck B is going to be with us. Really excited about that too. And what's going to happen is this. We're going to be broadcasting the entire NFL draft day one. Possibly day two is probably just going to be me. Maybe Chuck could be around for that too. But uh, that is what is on the agenda. So I need you guys to make sure you follow us over there. And that's going to give you notifications whenever we, you know, register and all those things. And lots of great stuff are coming your way. I see a couple people are already over on um, the Hot Mic app. What's up, Chuck B's already there. Uh, GP, welcome, welcome, welcome! Really, really excited. And we're still working out a couple kinks, but we want to make the draft experience the best possible situation for all 49ers fans and for all football fans. Uh, You know, NFL and ESPN—they're trying to do their thing. We're there together. But if you aren't familiar with how Hot Mic works, basically this you're going to turn your tv on nfl network espn however you want to watch the draft but you're going to turn the volume down on the app you're going to turn the volume up on the HotMic app and as the draft goes through you hear us And we're going to be interacting with you guys on the Hot Mic app exclusively, okay? So that's what's important. I understand we got a lot of people on Periscope, Twitch, YouTube Live, Twitter, all those things. That's great. And I I cannot say thank you enough for your support support on that. But if you want to interact with us live and be one of the people entered into the Jimmy Garoppolo uh, signed autographed jersey sweepstakes from Game Day Sports and memorabilia, you've got to be over on the Hot Mic app. So, again, completely free uh, for it, it's everywhere iPhone, uh, all that stuff. So, hopefully, you guys take advantage of that and head over there. Really excited about what is to come because we're just getting started. And the, the whole idea for us is to revolutionize kind of the way we do podcasts and make them as interactive as possible Um, and so that's the whole plan and so if you guys want to be a part of that that's the way to do it now today's podcast let's get down to business Uh, my draft book's done it's out a lot of you guys already have access to that all you have to do is head over to patreon but we're going to go through the top two tiers of all offensive positions and argue That's what I want to do. I want to argue. Probably going to be a lot of arguing with myself. But again, I want this to be focused completely on offense. I know we'll get off task. It's what we do. Uh, (laughs) But that's okay. So the questions that you guys have, uh, regardless of wherever you're listening, I want those questions on offense. Okay, And we're going to start at the quarterback position. Even though I don't think that there is even, you know, (laughs) perhaps there is one 49ers beat writer out there that thinks we should take a quarterback. I don't want to mention any names. But that sure as hell ain't me. Um, I am a big. I'm giving away an autographed Jimmy Garoppolo jersey. Uh, <laughs> and I don't think it means we're ready to move on at quarterback. The dude was a beast last year and got us to the Super Bowl. So here we go. Let's get through the quarterbacks and move on. Um, my top two tiers, and I believe in tiered rankings. It's very, you know, I do my one through 130. Um, I did not rate any players that I didn't watch three full game films on. So I, there's a lot more players I like, and I've rated, and I have questions and you know things on. But as far as players that I only you know watch three full game films or more on, I have 130 players. So my tiered ranking's important because just because somebody's one and two, there might be a bigger difference between one, or a smaller difference between one and two, and a gigantic difference between two and three. And that's gonna make, It'll make sense as we get through this, okay? So quarterback one, my top tier, Joe Burrow and Tua Tonga-Vailoa. Those are the guys that I am just 100% they're going to be going soon. Um, I I struggle. um, I struggle big time with where to put Tua. And he is kind of the wild card because you have these two different teams that are fighting over him um, in the Chargers and the Miami Dolphins. At least that's what it seems like now. Somebody's going to move up. And we could do all the mock drafts in the world. I finished a mock draft today. That's up on NinersRush.com if you want to go check it out. I think it's my seventh one so far. But the idea is this. Mock drafts get thrown off. Evan Silva, friend of the show, um, you know, he, he's a really good friend of mine, and it's awesome talking about it. He won the last two years for the most accurate mock draft before the draft, and he got ten right. He got ten. <laughs> that means he missed two out of three. Uh, With a little extra. But that's just the reality of the situation. So number one is Joe Burrow. Number two is Tua Tagovailoa. I think he could go as early as number two. You know, if the Redskins were smart, they would trade out. But um, I don't think the Redskins are smart, so I don't think they will. If the Detroit Lions were smart, they would trade out. But again, I don't think that they are smart. They are picking up there for a reason. Um, So those are my top two quarterbacks. The second tier, um, I have Jordan Love and Justin Herbert. I think Tua is closer to Joe Burrow than I think he is to Justin Herbert. I almost put Justin Herbert down in a lower tier. Um, I do understand that is my ranking of him um, and that Jordan Love probably will not be going before him, but that's what it is. You, know, you, you take it for what you want and you kind of move on. But those are the quarterbacks, and here's what's important for 49ers fans in the quarterbacks. You want one to fall. You want one quarterback to fall. Um, one, possibly pick 13 could become a very valuable pick. I don't want the 49ers to trade back from pick 13, but if they did, uh, there are some options. You know, I put this Twitter poll out there today. Um, it's up to good Lord. It's got some traffic 599 votes so far. And again, this is what I said in the tweet. I said, I don't want the 49ers to trade back. I think they stay put, but if they did trade back here are four scenarios that uh, trading partners and what compensation you could get at pick thirteen number, one, and, and I started just you know with the picks. Let's just say you want to move back one or two spots because what if you get up to pick thirteen and there's two guys that you really like? We saw the forty ers do this um, in their very first draft with John Lynch. Fall back from two to three. Just a spot, you still get your guy. You get a little extra. Everybody likes some gravy. Put some gravy on that trade, right? So here we go. Tampa Bay is picking at 14. Um, Now to make up that space, they would have to offer more than just pick 14. Pick 14 and 117. So you fall back exactly one spot, but you pick up an extra fourth rounder. Okay, That one is actually getting the least amount of votes with only 11%. The next one is Denver, who's picking 15. Now, the, pr- the price drop on the trade chart is huge. So pick number 13 with the 49ers worth 1150 Okay, Pick number 14 for Tampa Bay is worth 1100 It drops 50 points. Down to Denver, it drops another 50 points. So now you're talking about a 100-point gap to jump up. And just that little spot, uh, the difference between 14 and 15, it's huge. So, to trade back with Denver and to make the numbers work, it's going to take the number 15 and the number 95 pick, okay? So, now we're talking about a very, very late third rounder, but you pick up a top 100 pick and you fall back two spots. Now, everybody likes this trade, 33%. It's in second place right now in the voting uh, numbers, just hit 600 votes, Um, but here's the issue. If you trade with Denver, what are they trading up for? They're trading up for a wide receiver. So for everybody that's sitting there saying oh we need to take rugs we need to take a wide receiver you sure as hell do not trade back with the Denver Broncos because they're going to take the wide receiver. Now if you're one of the people that thinks we need to go cornerback or defensive tackle the Denver trade makes sense because you could still fall back and get the guy you want. Okay, The next trade is Atlanta, who's picking 16, and that's going to take a lot. And Atlanta does not have the draft capital to make it work. Uh, They're giving up, falling back from 13 to 16 is a difference in 150 points on the Jimmy Johnson trade chart. And the Denver Broncos just do not have a pick that is anywhere close to that. So this is where you got to get creative. So with Atlanta, you'd get the 16th pick, the 119th pick, which is a fourth rounder, and then they'd have to throw in a 20-20. 21 third to make up the difference. So you're getting two picks this year and adding a third next year. But there's people that have said in the comments, I kind of agree with this. We have all seven draft picks for next year, and we're in win now mode. A third rounder pick in 2021, that's great long term. We want to win now. Uh so this one only has 16% of the vote, and the big winner um, as far as just the Twitter poll goes, is the Philadelphia Eagles. And again, why would The Philadelphia Eagles want to jump up. They are not picking close to us. They're picking 21. They move up. It's for a wide receiver. 100%. There is no doubt about it. Now, the drop from 13 to 21 is 1150 at pick 13 all the way down to 800. So you're talking a 350-point jump. This is a big drop, but the compensation would reflect that. The Philadelphia Eagles would have to give up number 21, their first-round pick, Number 53, their second round pick, and number 127. So essentially, you're getting a first, you're getting a late second and then you're dropping all the way back uh where is that let's see here up oh, I lost my space 127 yeah you're not you're not falling too bad it's a middle of the fourth so you're getting a late first late second and the middle of the fourth so for those of you that want depth and as many dart boards as possible that is a possibility there and i think a reason why one of these trades could happen um, is if a quarterback falls. Now, I don't think that those are quarterback-needy teams, but it gives you an idea of the type of compensation that you could expect to receive. Um, That's just what it's going to be. So um, real quick from Jason over on the Hot Mic app, just want to say thank you for joining us over there. How realistic, he asks, how realistic is it for the 49ers to not draft a wide receiver on day one? Man, if you look at... Jason, appreciate the question, first off. But if you look at a lot of the rumors coming around now, there is no doubt. And, you know, I get into this with my students in economics. It's the issue of scarcity, okay? Here's the deal. This is the deepest wide receiver class, and this is not my opinion. This is everybody's opinion in a decade, if not longer. So the idea is, are the top-tier wide receivers good enough to sacrifice that depth? To say, you know what? Because guess what? You could grab a wide receiver at any point in this draft. You really, really could. There's a lot of them. (laughs) There's people that are in love with Chase Claypool. I have a fourth-round grade on him. There's people that are in love with Lynn uh, Bowden Jr., uh, who the 49ers have had a visit. I've got a fifth-round grade on him. You're going to be able to get guys like that much later. So is it worth it to go corner, get an elite uh, defensive tackle, or an offensive tackle if they fall, and then try to grab a wide receiver late. I think if you trade back from 13 or 31, that makes that more likely. We'll just have to wait and see on that. Uh, but great question. Really appreciate that. Uh, I'm so excited about the draft. I don't know if you guys could tell, uh, with this being my second podcast today, Uh, (laughs) I'm a little excited. This is my favorite time of the year, and so really, really excited as well. Uh, Really do appreciate all you guys um, sticking around and talking uh, draft with me. I'm not going anywhere. I I could be here all day. Um, Anyway, let's move on to the running back. Now, could Kyle Shanahan go after a running back? I don't think so. Could he? Yes. Uh, Would it be amazing with somebody like DeAndre Swift, who's my number one, and in a tier by himself at the running back position in this offense? Hell, yeah, it would be. Um, is it realistic though? I don't think so. Um, now I will say this. A lot of people think the 49ers are set at running back. I'm not quite sure that is the case. Uh, there's a lot of question marks in the wide receiver room as is. Uh, first off, uh, I think the only person that is quote unquote safe is Raheem Mostert. That's it. That's the only person that's safe. Tevin Coleman, who has blackmailed Kyle Shanahan into starting in the Super Bowl, um, it, he is 100%. There, there's no dead money in his deal. He could be cut, and you could save over $4 million if you wanted to do that. I don't think it's going to happen, but it's a possibility. Matt Breida has yet to sign on his second-round Tinder uh, thing, but he is very likely to be traded. There are a couple 49ers insiders that think he is on the trading block. Uh, you might be able to get a fourth or a fifth-round pick for him. Or you could combine, let's say you put Brita with one of your two fifth rounders and maybe get a third out of it, something along those lines, which would make a lot of sense for the 49ers. Jarek McKinnon hasn't played in two years, so who knows with that one. Um, And and so those are some of the issues that are there. And then Jeff Wilson Jr., I think he's sticking around. But I think the the cheap piece is Raheem Mostert. But you go back to just last offseason, And the 49ers were one of the teams that were leaked, and this was by Peter King, so I I think you want to take what he says for for what it is. They were in the Le'Veon Bell uh, trade scenarios, so they they were interested in that. Kyle Shanahan's one of those guys that believes in luxury picks. We have George Kittle. He tried to sign um, Austin Hooper. So (laughs) he gets out of the practical realm a lot of times, and again, we can sit back as armchair quarterbacks, which I'm very bad at, and say, oh, we don't need that. Kyle Shanahan has made an entire future, off, and his dad as well, off of undrafted free agents. I get it. I I totally understand. However, just because he hasn't done it doesn't mean he won't do it. And whenever he's tipped his hat uh, trying to go after Le'Veon Bell and things like that, maybe he would go running back. Now, the pick 31, that's the perfect place for an elite running back. Um, So, uh, here are my tiers. The top tier, One person by themselves, DeAndre Swift. He is so smooth. There are very little flaws in his game. He doesn't have an issue fumbling. He's good in pass protection. He's good in the receiving game. He can run zone just fine. Um, There's so much great there. Now, there is a huge gap between DeAndre Swift and the next three, okay? And here's the reason why. Once we get into this next round of running backs, they all have major question marks. All of them do. Um, so i have j k dobbins from Ohio State he's my number two guy okay and here's the issue first off he's really really tight hipped guy um he only has two drops which is great but he has four fumbles lost just in the and that's a problem okay now he fits the zone system very very well he's a perfect one cut runner but the issue is this uh, One, you don't ever see him in pass protection ever. I watched three straight games on this guy, and I didn't see him pass protect one time. They send him out in routes. They do that RPO stuff. So that's gonna you have to pass protect in Kyle Shanahan's system. Okay, moving on. Jonathan Taylor, perfect fit for a zone running back. He made his career <laughs> doing the zone three straight years of over 1,900 yards in the Big Ten. That's crazy. Now he's had over 300 carries for three straight years, basically. I think one year he had 298. But the problem is, he is a huge red flag in the passing game. Um, He had four drops, and he's only got 42 career catches. So you're talking about somebody that has one of the worst drop rates in the entire country. On top of that, 15 fumbles lost. Talk about Matt Breida being in the doghouse and why he might not come back next year is because he fumbled the ball. Ball security. So you're going to bring in a guy that can run like Breida, maybe better than Breida, Four-three-nine 9 speed. That fits. He's a huge guy, fits his own system to a T. But it, you've got problems in the passing game, which we saw with Carlos Hyde. Uh, <laughs> he's not going to be putting up with that Kyle Shanahan's not. And the fumbles are a major issue. So because of that, I don't think that he's going to be a possibility, even if the 49ers trade back. And then the last guy in my second tier for running backs is Clyde Edwards Allaire uh, from LSU. Really, really like this guy. Now, he's got some question marks as well, and that's his speed. He ran a 4.6. Kyle Shanahan loves fast running backs. Yes, we have Jeff Wilson Jr., but that was an undrafted free agent that just... Refused to get out of the pecking order because he just kept scoring touchdowns. I'm not quite sure, you know, Kyle Shanahan would want to trade back from 31 and spend a second or third round pick on him. Um, And plus, I think Clyde Edwards, I think he'll fit more in a how do I say this? A power scheme. He is he can't catch out of the backfield though. So you start to see kind of what's going on, and and you know, there's so many running backs, and the 49ers have hosted several running backs. Um, You know, Salvon uh, Sal Ahmed from Washington. We, we've He's a six-rounder in my mind. Dar- Darrington Evans out of App State. I got a fifth-round grade on him. Those are guys the 49ers have, you know, had visits with. And so it shows you, what are the 49ers wanting to do? They're wanting to wait and try to get one of these guys later. I think that's kind of what's going to happen. Um, From jbird09 um, over at the Hot Mic app, get a wide receiver at 13, trade down. Back, uh, get Marlon Davidson, the versatile um yeah, I like Marlon Davidson a lot. Uh, he could step in right away. I do like that guy. And I think kind of Jay, you hit on the majority of 49ers' ideas. Get one of those top wide receivers, then you can address other issues. Draft at 13, trade back at 31. And I'm totally cool with that. I think that's the kind of sentiment. Now it's going to be really difficult for the 49ers to not trade back because you don't have any picks in the second, third, or fourth round. I, I don't think there's any reality. I, I would be willing to bet anything. <laughs> the 49ers are going to get a second, third, or fourth round pick. Maybe not all of them, but whether they're trading players, future draft picks to get up, they're not going to sit tight for three rounds. I could, I'd could, i bet I'd bet the farm on that. Um, but anyway, that's that's where we are. A couple other things uh, from Crazy Cody on Hot Mike. John, multiple picks would be nice, But with the Super Bowl window open now, should we draft quality impact players now? Yes, I'm with you. The problem is, Cody, is there is a huge drop-off in talent right around pick 15. There's huge. Now, I have 22 first-round grades, okay? Uh, So I I think that there is just – I think it's pick 15 to 17, and then there's just – I don't think there's a difference between pick 18 and pick 45. If that makes sense, you get into that, that zone. And we see this every year with the draft. There's some premium top tier talent at the top of the draft. This year's no different. Then there is just a huge cluster. Um, you know, Daniel Jeremiah, who I think is one of the best in the business. He says this as well. Um, there's not a big difference between picks 20 and picks 40. So if you're in there and if you have a couple of guys, you like you fall back. I, I think that that is a strong possibility. Um, so to answer your question, Cody, Yes, I, I agree. If we could get two top-tier players in this draft, you stay put. For example, Cesar Ruiz. If he's available at 31, which I don't think he will be, I'm not trading back if I was the GM. I don't care what. if I get a second and third-round pick. I don't care. Cesar Ruiz, offensive lineman for Michigan, is an impact-quality player that will start for a decade in Kyle Shanahan offense and be one of the best centers in the NFL. If I can get that guy... I don't trade back. The problem is he's not going to be there at 31. <laughs> he will be gone. I think the Cowboys take him. I think the Ravens take him. I think the Tennessee Titans could take him. Um, there's, just, there's only one good center in this draft, and it's him. That's it. And so if you don't get that guy, and he could play guard just as well, uh, you don't get him, it, congratulations. You're getting somebody like Nick Harris um out of Washington that's gonna get blown up and he's not really a starter. He can run block great. He's not a pass protected against a bull rush guy, which we saw um in the senior bowl. So yeah, great question there. Uh I'm with you completely. Um let's see here. Let's move on to the wide receiver position. Let's talk about this. Yeah, okay, We spent so much time diagramming these guys. And here's the deal. You know, if if you want my draft book, please head over to patreon it's in the link um in this if you're watching on youtube or periscope or wherever it's going to be in there if you're listening on traditional podcasts after the fact i uh, want to say thank you but uh, i'll put this in the description of the podcast all you gotta do is head over to patreon.com the link is there type in 49ers rush podcast join the frank gore tier it's eight dollars a month you can join for one month get the draft book then stop it if you want to uh, It's $8 a month. It supports the podcast. It goes to developing things with hot mic. It goes to equipment. It goes to trying out new stuff to get more podcasts out there for you guys. It's all for you, okay? Um, So please do that. Now, if you are one of the people that are affected by COVID-19, all the stuff going on in your work or whatever has, you know, stuffed and your income has slowed up, that's okay? All you got to do is email me. I'll give it to you for free. It's not about money. It's about being a fan, and it's about getting my information out to you guys. That's what it's about. So all you have to do, email me, 49 Podcast at gmail.com. I had five of you guys email me after last week, and I've already sent it to them. Free of charge. I'm not asking questions. I'm not asking you to verify. I trust you. So if you want the draft book for free and you need it and you don't have the income because of whatever's going on, just email me. Um, and I'll send it to you for free. I'll get it to you today. So, But if you are one of the people that are working or are still collecting uh, income, please support the podcast over at patreon.com. So let's talk about these wide receivers, okay? My top tier, I've changed it five times. There's only three of them, but I keep changing them, okay? Uh, Finally, this is what I've come down to, and I've decided I'm not changing it. (laughs) This is what we got, guys. Uh, My top tier, and these guys are elite, elite, elite. Jerry Judy, number one. C.D. Lamb, number two. Henry Ruggs, number three. And I know you guys have heard me talk a lot about him, so let me just go through super quick and say what makes each one different. Jerry Judy. He is a perfect route runner, perhaps the best route runner to come out of college in a decade. Um, he is that special, and he fits every single every single offensive system. Okay, You can't say that about the other ones. Jerry Judy is my number five overall player. C.D. Lamb number two. He's my number eight. He creates on his own. Now, question marks with him. Not the cleanest route runner, even though he showed he can be as great a route runner as anybody else in this class besides Judy at the combine. So he can do it. He just was never asked to do it at OU. Now, um, he creates after the catch. One, he catches everything. But once he catches it, that's where he's special. So if you want somebody in a system like Kyle Shanahan, you prefer Jerry Judy. If you want somebody that's just going to create highlight reel after the catch, and you've got suspect quarterback play, CD Lamb is your guy. Then there's Henry Ruggs, who is just the most explosive alpha male um, that you're going to have at any wide receiver room in the NFL. Um, you know, even people down in Tuscaloosa with Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs. Um, you know, and obviously they've got their guy coming up next year who's a beast as well, but whatever. I've already started my draft work on him. He's great. Henry Ruggs was the alpha in that wide receiver room. He ran things. He was the top dog. Now, he's the ultimate speed threat whatever, but he's not your typical speed guy, okay? A lot of people want to say, oh, Will Fuller. No, Henry Ruggs is not Will Fuller. Henry Ruggs is a wide receiver that can run all the routes plus has the best hands in the draft, Okay, the two best wide receivers as far as hands go in the entire draft: Isaiah Hodgins out of Oregon, who I've got a, a third round grade on, and Henry Ruggs, who I've got I've got Henry Ruggs number eleven overall. So Henry Ruggs, great hands, great routes, explosive. Um, he doesn't break a lot of tackles, but his speed is stupid. Okay, so if one of those guys are there at thirteen, I'd be happy. But If you want to trade down and you want to take advantage of another position, I get it because this wide receiver class is so deep. It's stupid. I have 10 wide receivers with the first or second round grade. So if you do drop back from 31, you're still going to get a stud. And this leads me to my second tier, and I have moved this around a lot as well. I only have one guy in my second tier. That's wide receiver Justin Jefferson from LSU. I want to put Denzel Mims in there. But I just got a couple of questions. He's just not as clean a prospect. I love Denzel Mims. If the 49ers took him as 31, I'd be very, very happy. Uh, But I just think it's just, I don't know. (laughs) I just just struggle a little bit. Denzel Mims is my number 26 overall player, but I don't have him in this tier because Justin Jefferson just is so clean. And Justin Jefferson is my very last player in this draft that has a first-round grade. He's my number 22. I only have 22 first-round grades in this, this draft. So those are my top two tiers. Again, wide receivers. I've got the top three in one tier, Judy Lamb Ruggs, and then Justin Jefferson in a tier of his own, um, who I expect him to be gone before 31. I don't, I'm not sure the 49ers would take him, but they could take him if that makes sense. Um, now... Want to say thank you to our sponsor, Bet Online. These guys are awesome. And here's the deal: with no current NBA, NHL, MLB, you might be thinking there's nothing to bet on. I love betting. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, BetOnline.ag, still has hundreds of events, games, props to wager on. Um, Online casino, poker, blackjack—they've got it all. They bring Vegas to you. I was supposed to fly out to Vegas in two days. I'm a little sad that has been canceled. Now, here's the deal: if you're missing the NFL, no problem. BetOnline.ag, I can't believe this. this is awesome. They have live Daily Madden NFL 20 simulations you can bet on. You can bet on the game. You can bet on a video game simulation. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's entertaining for sure. If you get bored, you bet on a game, you just watch it, whatever. So uh, you bet on TV, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, uh, Nathan's Hot Dog, all that stuff. It's all there. Open 24 hours a day, and it's all online. Use promo code BLUEWIRE, that's blue like the color, wire one word, to join today and receive your new welcome bonus. BetOnline.ag, your online wagering solution. I like it, man. I like it. They'll take care of you guys over there. Now let's keep moving through our offensive Uh, positions again this is just all offense today the tight end position is interesting (laughs) a very weak tight end class and there are question marks everywhere so my top tier tight end none (laughs) I kind of cheated I don't think that a tight end goes in the top 40 picks Uh, not only the first round but the top 40 maybe 50 picks but my very first overall tight end in my second tier is Adam Troutman out of Dayton Really, really like this kid. Um, He reminds me so much of Dallas Goddard who went to the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, He was the second highest rated tight end according to Pro Football Focus last year um, was Dallas Goddard. But Adam Troutman is a guy that was playing on high school football fields at a super small college, but he looked like he was playing against middle school kids. He's so athletic. Um, He has, you know, Kelsey athleticism. It's just the question is... Can he do this big of a talent jump? Um, his metrics are great. Everything he does is great. Forms great. Really excited about him. He's one of those home run picks. Um, worst case scenario, is just a receiving tight end. Best case scenario, it's Travis Kelsey. Uh, it, I mean, he just plays like him. Uh, really like Adam Troutman. And then Cole Met out of Notre Dame. This guy is a beast. Looks like a left tackle out there. He's gigantic. And he plays like an extra left tackle or left guard. Um, very, very good prospect. He's good in the receiving game, uh, even though he doesn't have any wiggle. He's just a big-bodied guy that's tough as hell, and once he catches it, he's not juking anybody. He just runs through you uh, <laughs> until he falls forward and you're on your back. So Cole Komet, that both these guys are viable candidates for the 49ers. Uh, it's been very well documented that Kyle Shanahan wants another tight end, but I think this is a little too rich for where he's going to go. I think he's going to wait much later, fifth round, sixth round, uh, for for that tight end two to go behind um, the greatest tight end in the NFL. Uh, And that's just what it is. Now, real quick, I do want to give a shout-out to a new writer we had jump on with the 49ers Rush podcast. And if you guys haven't head over to NinersRush.com, you should. He put up two articles in back-to-back days, and they're very, very good, very in-depth. Uh, his name is Adam Hawking. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter, at Adam Hawking. He's written two articles. First one, assessing the 49ers' options with the 13th pick. He goes through each one of the positions, creates kind of a big board for what that looks like. And the second article is this, three separate approaches the 49ers could take. So if you're wanting to see, okay, if we do this at 13, what's that, leave at 31, on and on. He put up two great articles over there on NinersRush.com. And, of course, uh, my most recent Mock Draft is up on there as well. Um, Real quick, uh, let's just jump into a couple more questions over here. Um, Let's see here. From George, what is the Niners' biggest need position that will dry up fast due to lack of depth in this year's draft? Great question, okay? So the deepest positions, wide receiver, cornerback, offensive tackle. Okay, I think those are the deepest positions by far. The worst position and this is what we're about to get to interior offensive line defensive tackles um, and you could throw an edge too but i don't think the 49ers are really in need of an edge i think we still have four quality edge players uh you know you're talking obviously nick bosa you've got eric armstead you just locked up long term d ford and of course ronald blair my personal favorite i'm the biggest ronald bear fan in the world i'm president of the fan club so th- those are those are I think we're good at edge. Could you use more? For sure. But I don't think that that's a position of need. That'd be a luxury pick. So if you look at the positions that are the weakest interior offensive line and the 49ers have a need there. Uh, You know, I said this earlier. Cesar Ruiz, if he's there at 31, I don't care if you're offering me a first-round pick next year and you're the Miami Dolphins. I'm not taking it. Um, This is a guy that could start right now on a Super Bowl-caliber team. And I I really do think that he would start day one, and I he'd have it for the next eight years. So let, let's let's talk about that. Um, very good question. This is from George Padilla over on Hot Mike again, talking about position scarcity. So let's let's talk about the center position, and then the guard position, like it's a totally different thing. Some players like Caesar can play center and guard, but not all guards can play centers. It's the whole squares and rectangles thing, right? So l- let's just talk about the center position because it's quick. I only have five rated centers that I consider NFL quality centers in this draft. And I know that's sad. Um, you know, I love O line film, and I, I think it's one of the the easiest to grade in the fact that you could see so many reps each and every game doing the same thing. And so like you can break down the footwork easier, you can break down balance, you know, aggression, what they give up in pass pro, um, how do they move in zone blocking, all those things. So here's my tier for centers. I only got one person in the top tier, Cesar Ruiz. Can't talk enough about him. If he's there at 31, send in the damn card. Um, and then number two, and I really like this player, Matt Hennessy from Temple. He is a lot, a lot of fun. Now, he's in the second tier all by himself, but he is a guy that has the aggression that you like. He could step in right away and kind of do all the things that you want to do. He's a three-year starter out of Temple. Um, he fits everything that you want from a zone perspective. He, hasn't, he didn't allow one sack this year, one quarterback hit. Uh, he's just a technician, and his zone blocking scheme is perfect. Now, uh, guard's probably his best position, but he could play center. Now, a lot of people want to talk about Tyler uh, Beattis, but out of Wisconsin, but, man, he's got some bad film. He he really, really does. Damon Harrison of Ohio State ate his lunch for two games. Not one game, two games because they had to play again during the Big Ten Championship, and you saw pretty damn quick this guy cannot handle a bull rush. But in all fairness, Damon Harrison's a beast. Um he he did that to a lot of people. So you get kind of scared. You don't want a center to give up a lot of space. Again, Nick Harris is after that. But those are all the major question marks. It, the first two, that's it. You got two guys that can start in the NFL in this entire draft. Now, obviously, somebody's going to surprise all of us. But it's it. It's just those two guys. That's all I see. Now, if we move to guard, okay, Cesar Ruiz is not my number one guard. It's Jonah Jackson who I have a first-round grade on. There's only two interior linemen that have first-round grades on, Jonah Jackson from Ohio State and Cesar Ruiz um, from Michigan. So um, do the 49ers have a need at guard? Not really. Um, You know, I personally, I I love Lakin Tomlinson. He's going to be there for a very, very long time. And then we have the AAF star. You know, Brunskill's going to be starting at right guard. That's what they're planning on, and a lot of people think he's going to be tackle. The front office has come out repeatedly and said, no, um, he is going to be Brunskill's a guard. <laughs> he's an interior guy, and he's going to start. A big reason why they let go of Mike Person was because they want this guy to start at right guard. But Jonah Jackson's a guy that would be a huge upgrade. Uh but anyway, so that's the top tier. The second tier is Matt Hennessy again. Um he he's that second tier guy, and Robert Hunt from Louisiana Lafayette. Now Robert Hunt's a lot of fun. He's a guy that was playing tackle, okay? But again, that was at Louisiana Lafayette, six five, three thirty-six. But uh he doesn't fit the Kyle Shanahan scheme uh size-wise, but he does athleticism-wise. He ran a five-one at three thirty-six. Absolutely great. He plays like Lakin Tomlinson, but is very, very violent. But, it, you know, there's, there's a lot of other acceptable guards in this draft that there are centers um i don't want to get into all the names right now but i think those four uh shane lemieux out of oregon is kind of on the outside looking in for me um but he's another guy that i think could play very very well in this system but top tier jonah jackson caesar ruiz and then the second tier matt hennessy and robert hunt and all of these guys those four guys they're going in the second round at the latest I think top 50 would be more like it because, again, back to your question. Uh, George, this is your fault. You set us down this road. When we talk about the positions that are going to dry up, you've got two centers that can start in the NFL and maybe six guards. That's it. Um, and every team needs more interior, guys. I think those are the positions that are going to dry up, even though they're not that high on you know, most big boards uh that's kind of key there. So something to look for for sure there. Um anyway, uh real quick a couple other questions. Let's see here. Um lots of lots of chatter from Jason over on Hot Mic. Lots of chatter about Brita or Goodwin being traded, but do you have any names 49ers might look to acquire on draft day? Um a lot like and Tomlinson, something like that. Yeah, there's a couple other players that have been put on the draft uh kind of whatever Quincy Wilson cornerback for the Colts he had a great rookie year out of Florida and then he had one of the worst sophomore years so they're ready to move on from him he fits the scheme the 49ers do perfectly that would be an option um you know that's one guy that i think would work very very well um obviously Kyle Shanahan always wants running backs so any team that's looking to get rid of a running back or whatever He's all about that. Um, so, but I, I think most of the trades, let's say Breida or Goodwin, I think the 49ers want picks. And I'm with you in the fact that our roster is very, very deep. And I don't think that the 49ers want a whole bunch of sixth and seventh rounders. I think they want to package Goodwin with a pick to get up closer, right? Goodwin and a fifth for a fourth. Goodwin and a sixth for a fourth, maybe something along those lines. Um, Anyway, so uh, from George Padilla, he asked, do you take Ruiz at 13? Uh it's a little early. And if we look at, let's look at teams behind us that would be, you know, that might take him. Tampa Bay might uh, with Tom Brady right after us. Pick 14. It's very possible. Um, Dallas 17, I think, is the earliest that he'll go. So if you want to drop back and take Cesar Ruiz, I have no problem with that. You can't go past Dallas. So Dallas sitting at 17, so you can trade back with 14, Tampa Bay, 15, Denver, 16, Atlanta. You go behind Dallas, you're probably not getting them. Um, you drop down below the next spot is, you know, you're going to have to drop away. Seattle at 27, Baltimore at 28, Tennessee at 29. Those are all realistic landing spots for Cesar Ruiz. So if you want to get it, you, you don't want to get too cute but i think 13's too early. I, I really really do. again, you know, just looking at my big board where i have caesar, let's see here. i have him at 19. um so, you know, you're not really reaching too far. and it might not be a bad idea and people are going to be pissed. <laughs> but if if you've never created a mock draft, just know this. you want to piss people off? just make a mock draft. just make a mock draft. you don't even have to try to piss them off. if you give them Uh, The recent mock draft I just did, um, you know, I had, we're moving into tackles now, so let's talk about this. My number one tackle, Tristan Wirfs from Iowa. Number one. He's my number one tackle. I had him fall into 13 and the 49ers taking him, and people got pissed at me. Why, I don't know. Um, Again, you know, just staying with the idea of the big board, you know, where I have Tristan Wirfs, I have him number nine overall. I would be very happy to get that guy. Uh, but you do these picks, they get upset. There's nothing you can do. You remember how mad people were when Mike McGlinchey went off the board at 9 and how happy people were when Solomon Thomas went at 3? That's all we need to know. People were happy that we got Solomon Thomas, and and I was one of them, and that we traded back up to get that linebacker from Alabama who I don't want to say his damn name. I was so excited. A-plus draft for the 49ers, right? Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. The old Chappelle, uh, Charlie Murphy thing. Wrong. <laughs> it's not what it is. So you got to wait. And you got to let them see how they fit and how they don't fit. Um, so that that's kind of where it is. Um, let's see here. Uh, let, let's do this real quick. And the last position that we're going to talk about today, I know we're getting a little long here, but I love it, man. The draft, this is what's up. And again, you guys better join us on Hot Mike. Even if you don't want the Jimmy Garoppolo jersey, which if you're just joining us, all you have to do is download Hot Mike app, use promo code RUSHESF, one word, R-U-S-H-E-S-F, head over to Hot Mike, click on Broadcaster, scroll down, click on John Chapman, and follow. That's it. During the draft, during the first 10 picks, we're going to announce a winner. I'm going to have a quick little, very simple 49ers trivia question during one of the commercial breaks. First person to answer it, boom. You guys get a free $600 autographed Jimmy Garoppolo jersey uh, for free. For free. I'm even paying for the shipping to get it to your house. Um, So that's all you got to do. It's all free from you guys. Support the podcast. Help us out. Help grow this into what it should be. Um, you guys are the best, and moving forward, all podcasts, they're going to continue to be wherever it is you have listened to podcasts, but as far as like questions and all that stuff goes, it's really hard to click back and forth from all the different sites, uh, trying to channel everything through Hot Mike. So if you want your questions answered, Hot Mike is where it's going to be at. Uh, it notifies you every time I'm going live. If you follow us, um, it's the place to be. Uh, all the cool kids are doing it, all the cool kids. Anyway, last thing, and this is a big group. So um, let's talk about the two groups of offensive tackles, and I think it's a deep class. Um, I've got eight. <laughs> I've got four in my top tier and four in my second tier. So let's go quick. Number one, Tristan Wirth. He's my number one tackle, but I don't care if you had Andrew Thomas, Jedrick Wills, or Mikay Bicton, um, any one of those. It's pick your poison. Tristan Wirth. Werfs has the fewest questions for me. I know he did play right tackle um, predominantly, but he did play some left tackle as well. If you go back and watch that Iowa State game, he was over there. Um, He's so clean. Iowa, he's he's the first guy in Kirk Ferentz's career to start as a freshman at the tackle position and think about all of the people that have come through Iowa. Anyway, Mekhi Becton, he has the highest ceiling of anybody from Louisville. Um, He might not look the part just because he's huge, um, but nobody beats him. He doesn't get beat, period. Jedrick Wills from Alabama, I have him third. No problem if you have him number one. Problem is, Alabama's track record has been pretty poor um, in the NFL, but That's not Jedrick Will's fault. Um, I don't like scouting the helmets too much and punishing a player for being in a certain system, but Jedrick Will's very, very clean. Um, I think that he probably will be the first one off the board um, to the Giants, but that's just me. And Andrew Thomas, you want somebody that's mean as hell and fits his own blocking system to a T. that's freaking Andrew Thomas from Georgia. Those are my top tier guys. I don't care which one you like more or less. They're all wonderful. 49ers have a very realistic shot at taking one of those guys if they fall. They all probably are going to be gone by pick 11 when the Jets pick. Uh, But Adam Gase is an idiot, and he might go wide receiver. If he goes wide receiver, that means we're going to have a lineman fall to us at 13. That's just the reality of the situation. Now, my second-tier guys, these are all at play at pick 13. All these guys. Joshua Jones from Houston, 49ers had a meeting with him. He fits the zone-blocking scheme, very athletic Um, you know, he played at Houston, so the level of competition wasn't great, but whenever he played teams like OU, he was still the best player on the field. Austin Jackson, USC, he is super young, and he, uh, you know, a little story about him real quick, and again, in my draft book, I go through all these background stories, uh, (laughs) if their parents ran track, where they're from, their track times, basketball stats in high school, whatever, all that stuff, that's all in the draft book, but, uh, Austin Jackson, and this has been well-documented, He had to donate bone marrow to his sister during the off-season this last year. Um, During that time, he had to be quarantined and was not allowed to work out. So he missed about two months of working out this off-season to help his sister battle cancer. Uh, Thankfully, she's doing better. Um, and this guy has not reached his potential at all. He does have some bad film, but he's very, very young, and his his ceiling is crazy. You put this guy in an NFL weight room, um, he is going to shoot up. But um, if you're needing somebody to step in and play right now at the left tackle position, he might not be your guy. But if you're willing to wait a year or two, you're talking about a guy that he's closer to the first tier than he is this tier. Um, you just got to be a little patient. Uh, Lucas Niang from TCU, uh, his blocking method is ugly. <laughs> it is unorthodox, but nobody beats him. Um, he kind of does like a side shuffle back instead of a drop, uh kick step, um, but nobody beats him. Uh, that's Lucas Niang and Ezra Cleveland from Boise State. A lot of fun, the most boring film of any of these offensive tackles, and that's a good thing. You want boring film from an offensive tackle. People just give up against them. Um, now the 49ers did meet with him as well so that's another person that the 49ers have um, stuff with Uh, what's it called Um, they have a history with there's definitely interest there I don't think that he will be a a guy at 31 I think he's one of the ones you drop back for Lucas Niang and Ezra Cleveland now Austin Jackson, Joshua Jones they'll probably be gone at right around 31 but for the next two I think they're going to kind of go in the late 30s early 40s so that's the offense. Uh, next podcast, we're going to do the same thing for the defensive side. Jump over there and talk that. And cannot say thank you enough. Uh, really do appreciate you guys. Uh, this is fun, man. And just since we started doing this, the Hot Mike, uh followers has jumped up by 30. So thank you guys. Appreciate that. And as soon as this is over, for everybody listening, uh, wherever you're listening, whether it's recorded or you're live over on YouTube, head over, download Hot Mic. It's free. Rush ESF promo code. Click broadcasters, scroll down, um, follow John Chapman and Dale DeMont. You'll see our name on there. And that's it. Uh, Win that damn jersey. I want to give it away. Uh, I want to make some people happy. So anyway, that's going to do it for us here. Hope all is well. uh, And we'll be back soon. Uh, Probably Thursday will be the next one. Um, But anyway, stay strong, faithful. Peace.